Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we drink booze, have beards, and talk books. Each episode, we tackle the best in news and brews, and then we do a deep dive on a free-to-read short story. So, why don't you come on in and join us? As always, I'm Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. And we're we're back. We are here. Two episodes in. With, with this episode, we have trumped season 3.5. What are you talking about? That, that was tons of episodes long, and we did brilliant. We right, yeah. Best, best was, biggest podcast yeah. in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. But Don't hey, look I'm, into that. Just go with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited, you know, that we, we're, 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 we're keeping it going. Um, so we have a little bit of podcast business to take care of starting us off. Derek. Yes. Ted Cruz beard watch. You, did y'all think we forgot that Ted Cruz no, had no, a beard? No, no, We got to no. pay attention to this. This no. is important. Beards matter. Yeah. Okay. We, we still are battling big razor. Big razor needs to go somewhere. It does. And I feel like, are we going to be the people that send them there? Derek? I think we might. We, we might. might be. Here's... Are we starting? Are we starting a revolution? Don't call it a revolution. This is just the way it should be. Fair. Fair. Okay. Don't call it a comeback. We've been been here here for years. Making podcasts, 100%. We didn't take any time off. Not at all. We would never take time off. 3.5. We were the best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, yeah. So, the Beard Watch, uh, I think it's just, it's set in now. Like, it's not going away for him. Yeah. I really really feel like this is a lifestyle move for him. Yeah. Like, at first, I thought this was just going to be a seasonal thing. Just kind of see what he... Um, I mean... Texas hot like I myself I love my beard but god it gets sometimes the, you get the the high Alabama heat and you just think maybe maybe just go to a goatee for a bit something yeah. just knock a little hair off but um I think if I did that my lady friend would just drag me in the road and shoot me yeah she she's made it abundantly clear she's like I Do love not. you yes but beard <laughs> correct well see my thing is is and this is how I knew it was time to start the to come back to the podcast yeah I've recently been like, man, I should just shave this beard off. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, it's been over a decade. Yeah. Well, no, I'll say this. I got I got a similar wild hair. I was really talking about it. Because, like, so for for the, those who want to know about my, my general state of health, um, I finally went to the doctor. As, oh, right, as, yeah. as, as, you know, hadn't been to a legit doctor since I was, like, 17. And got a... I've, I've got health insurance, so I was like, "Oh, let me get a let me get a general practitioner to just." And she was basically, "Hey, you know that that working night shift thing you do?" I was like, "Yeah, so, yeah, it's killing you." Like, yep. cool, sounds about right, cool. Um, and so she sent me to get a sleep apnea test, like a sleep study done. And spoiler, I've got sleep apnea, but to do that, they put a ton of electrodes and diodes and neodes, and I don't know what all geodudes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I'm a hairy guy, and so they're like sticking, you know, it's the beard. They she straight up said, "Yeah, we hate people who have beards trying to get these because they're trying to make contact with your skin. You got a beard in the way." And I, I, I told my lady friend, I was like, "Look, if I have to go back again, I'm going to shave to a goatee and some fat chops so that there's a gap there 
so that they could make skin contact. And she was like, mm, no, you're not. I was like, okay. Okay, guess I'm not. <laughs> guess yeah. I'm not. Right. <laughs> but no, I, but while I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Next I time could... you should be like, okay, I'll just die then. Well, I, I really thought, though, I was like, I could just, and my thought was to just completely shave for a fresh start. Like completely shaved, right. start from scratch, get some real good beard oils, some lotions, that kind of stuff, and just really do Work it from it. the word go. Um, and then I didn't. It, yeah, so it turns out when I was supposed to go back for the next sleep study thing, because um, they're like, uh, I'll tell you the, the funny story. When 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 we got done, the lady was like, uh, I was like, so what are your impressions? She's like, oh, I'll be seeing you again. And I was like, okay, oh, okay, okay. Well, what does that mean? And she was like, yeah, um, you stop breathing like on average 19 times an hour when you're on your side and on your back, it's double that. It's like, okay, yep. that doesn't sound good. Sounds well, it turns out she was totally wrong. The The doctor called me back a few days later, had actually read over the study, and it's only 18 times an hour. Well, that's, you know, that's <laughs> instead, a lot better. Instead of 19, yeah. So I'm basically, I mean, it's not even really sleep yeah, apnea I mean, at that point. Yeah, why would you even go? Yeah. But no, so they have to, now they have to get me fitted for a sleep apnea machine, a CPAP or whatever. Um, but apparently I call, like, I, I had an appointment set and I called them the night before. Like, hey, y'all never called me to confirm this appointment. Like, oh yeah, that's because there's a recall on the CPAP machine. So fuck off till we call you. It's like, okay. Cool. cool okay. Cool. So, right. yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so now that we've gone way Completely into the weeds, the, yeah. Ted Cruz, status of his beard. So it's clearly something he's going to keep now. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'm not mad yeah, at it. it it's, got a, it's got a stately amount of gray to it. It does, which I always like. Yeah. I, I love yeah, the I gray think it's a good the beard. The, the issue is, and I think you kind of put, you kind of already pointed this out to me, and I, I get why he does it now, but it's a little too, it's a little too light. Like there's yeah. not enough hair to it. Yeah, he keeps it, it comes, trimmed down pretty low, good yeah. slope and stuff like that. I would like it a little bit higher, a little bit more hair, yeah. but also the fullness of it. <laughs> it. It's a little on the thin side, but, but it's not thin. It's just that he keeps, keeps it, it short. short enough so yeah. it looks thinner than it could be. Right, and I'm not the biggest fan He's of that. A but Texas makes sense. Damn senator. Grow a mountain man beard. What are they going to do? Tell you no? Oh no, you can't. You can't have a beard like that on the Senate you can't floor. Have a luscious beard. Yeah, like you're sent. Like you are bro, a senator, bro. Do what you want. Grow <laughs> a big beard. Like he, he's at. He is Ted Cruz. At this point, you either like Ted Cruz or you don't, or you don't like Ted Cruz. The beard ain't changing that. Yeah, like so, and and in fact. I dare say there would be a couple folks be like, you know what? I don't like his politics, but fuck, man. He's got that mountain man beard But going. you know what? I appreciate the beard. Yeah. I appreciate the you beard. You know? Get, get, know? get that beard vote, I, Ted Cruz. I, my thing is, that that's kind of where I was, was like, it's just, it. there's a, and it makes sense because he probably has somebody that, you know, actually takes care of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's just. Probably pays too way low. too much for someone. And, and like, you know, around the mouth and stuff like that, it's just too clean. Yeah. Yeah, no, just, I, I get that. Yeah, but it, my thing is, look, I ever get. That's what I was gonna say. Is, I, I get rich and famous. If I go in and have a shave I, well, every day and they just trim my stuff yeah. up, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't be mad at how clean I looked with that yeah. either. But my thing is, I'm rich and famous. I'm going to look how I want to look, and maybe, maybe he, maybe that's the look he wants. Maybe yeah. his lady friend is like, now I like a little bit of beard. Yeah, but, but not, that, not too not much. Good. So okay. you know, there are other. 
There could be other factors at play. Yeah. But I'm one of a hundred senators. I'm going to have the what beard I want. I want to have. Yep. You know? Um, but yeah. All right. So that's... That's, that's Beard Watch. Yes, yeah, that's Beard Watch. Well, you know, if there's any startling developments, we'll we'll keep you in the loop. Which I hope not. Um, if you think that there's some other Beard Watch that we should be doing... Let um, us know. Yeah, I'm always know. up for watching a beard. Maybe, I was thinking maybe we should maybe keep an eye on James Harden. Just to see kind of where he's at yeah, these where days. Yeah, where he's at these days. I haven't, I haven't seen. I don't watch basketball much yeah. anymore. Okay, Derek. I got a couple bits of news for you. All right, lay it on me. So, okay, so this first bit of news is a little mean of me because I know you don't know anything about Japan. So there is a... <laughs> don't kill me. Uh, there is a Japanese chain with... 500 locations uh-huh. around the world called Beard Papas. What? Yes. So here's a, here's a little bit from their website. In, I, I'm in my head. I'm guessing what this is before you what, tell all me. Right, what do you What do you think that they make? I feel like it's they make a thing. They're they're a, they are a they provide a food. They are a <laughs> they are an eatery. Um, I called assume Beard Papas. that it's just. A restaurant where all the servers are guys with beards. Okay. You are... It's a base... The way I think of it is it would be a male maid cafe, but instead of dressing up like maids and stuff, yeah. it's attractive, fit men Hooters, with beards. but beards? Yes. Okay. You're wrong, but I love that idea. But I know they have something like that, yeah. but super muscle guys. Yeah. And you can, like, pay for... And girls can come in and, like, pay for... Yeah. To come and there, there's like a thing called like the meat circle or something. It's hilarious. I don't know. I okay. found this recently. Okay. But all right, yeah. Anyways. No, I'm I'm all I'm all in. Um, so here's off their website. In 1999, a small bakery opened in the small town of Osaka, Japan, <laughs> which is not yeah, a small not, town. No, not so much. People in the town couldn't resist the aroma from the bakery or the kind face of the owner Yuji Hirota. His fluffy white beard was so renowned that he became known as Beard Papa to all of his regular customers. Uh, he perfected the art of his pastries by making a double puff shoe, a double layered puff shoe on the inside and a pie crust on the outside. I've watched a fuck off lot of Great British Bake Show. Does any of that make sense yes. to you? Oh, okay, cool. Fan- and it sounds amazing. Okay, it does. Like shoe pastry. It, what What does it mean? I don't understand. So like, think of like a pie crust is going to be on the outside. Right. A shoe pastry is just a very light kind of airish fluffy pastry uh-huh. that they usually uh, stuff with some sort of like cream. Oh, okay. Um, so he proceeded to then make the perfect filling made with a mixture of whipped and vanilla custard cream. So oh, it's great. going to be like a ball of light pastry filled with cream, and on the outside is a firmer pie crust-style pastry. Which Sounds I, great. To me, weird weird hot take, the crust is the, the best, best part, part of pie. Uh, of pretty much any pie. I like Done me, correctly, it is... Actually, yeah, it actually might be the best part. Yeah, I, right. like The thing is, though, the pie crust doesn't taste the same if there's no pie in there. So you can't just eat a pie crust. That would be... Ridiculous. Yeah. So, but, but but when you get to the back side of the pie, yeah, that's, that's so that's good. The best Especially part. if a little bit of whipped cream left, just oh man. Anyway, <laughs> um, so these all these locations they make regional specific like st- stuff to put in it. 
So like in New Orleans, they do like New Orleans theme, like, <laughs> like a like a king cake style uh, shoe pastry or whatnot. So I've looked. The closest one to us is there's a Beard Papa's Peachtree Corners, Georgia. Wait, hold on. I thought these were all in Japan. No. Bob. Yes. Let's do this. Peachtree Corners, Georgia. I think it's like outskirts of Atlanta. So, well, it's a little late in the day, Derek. <laughs> but no, we need to make a we need to make a road no, trip. I I thought that's so in my head. You were I thinking, thought this was only Japanese based. Yeah, that's why I said what I said. Yeah, they wouldn't have something crazy like that over here. <laughs> but <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, no. Oh they man, got five hundred around the world. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, they've got like looking on their website. I want to say they've probably got a good forty or fifty here in the U.S. Bro, um, let's go. New Orleans and yeah, as soon as you Georgia. said New Orleans, yeah, I was like, New Orleans what? and Georgia are the two closest. Um, from just I, my my brief perusal of their website. So say again, what was the New Orleans one? I think it's they do like a king cake. I don't know what that is. King cake is a Mardi Gras thing where you uh, it's a cake that they put a little plastic baby inside of. And if you get the slice with the baby, it's good luck. Oh, okay. I've but it's normally like that. a multicolored cake. Um, so if I remember correctly, that's what they do. They do a king cake. In Georgia's st- peaches? I have to think. No, that's the thing. The article I was reading about it was that clued me into this. Because I just did a search for beard news. And they just opened the New Orleans location. So mm-hmm. that was... The one they were talking about. Yeah, so yeah. I, so then I went to their website to find the closest one. Right, and so but there you couldn't click on the individual I mean, locations to see what they like, what, what they did. What could it be? It's either it's either it's got to be peaches or pecans, maybe, maybe. But I just got to think it's peach. It's got to be peach. It's got to right? be peach. That's what I would. Which think. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm not the. Huge I think like a peach. Fan, co- I, think, I, I oh, like yeah. a peach cobbler. Yeah, so I, it's one of those things that I like, but I wouldn't choose all the time. But as a special treat. Yeah, because oh, I'm thinking it. it's going to be like a peach custard inside so it's not gonna be like chunks of peach it'll be more like a a creamy whipped peachy flavored kind of custard huh. i think i don't know man no let's, i'm all in let's let's yeah beard yeah. papas oh yeah 100%. okay here's my other bit of news uh-huh. according to the ann arbor district library the daughter-in-law of mary rowland fisher recently returned a library book that was checked out 70 years ago. <laughs> uh, what kind of late fee are we looking at there, boss? Okay, so um, they didn't... Why no one sat there and figured out the total? Well, I know why, because I mean, I didn't do it either. But um, the, currently, their uh, o- daily overdue fee is 25 cents. So twenty five cents times seventy years. Yeah, but, but that's not how it works. Yeah, so trust you know, me. Yeah, it's all the budgets I've worked on. I well, need right, to have a time frame. right. So yeah, you also got to think like you know when back when this checked out, it might have been a penny a day, exactly. or they they may not have had a daily overdue fee. You know, um, so impossible to say really, I guess, but would have been substantial. That's hilarious. Um, Fisher's daughter-in-law, Carrie McGill, attached a note with the returned book that stated its due date may have been overlooked because uh, Fisher was preparing to start a family at the time. And I quote, Please accept this rather late overdue book return. Perhaps you might consider waiving the fine as Mary passed away in 1967. <laughs> well, in that case. Yeah. Um, so additionally, on top of the 25 cent a day daily overdue fee 
the Ann Arbor District Library's borrowing terms state that members who accrue unpaid fees that reach $25 or more will have their library cards revoked. So it could have been dramatic. She could have lost her library card. But so it turns out that the book, she was a teacher and she checked out a book seemingly to help her teach a class and then got caught up in some, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, that's, that's one of those things where you like make a display of it in your library. Oh, yeah. And like do a little write up of like this is who the person was. Yeah, this oh, is you, what happened. You, you definitely do you don't not? put it back on you the shelves. You make a story, you know. For it. Yeah, yeah, you you put it in a little, a little glass case. Glass case. And, oh yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was that was neat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our general talk. Uh, last episode we talked about the favorite thing that we've read over quarantine. Um, this time I thought we just kind of. Bounce back and forth a little bit. Maybe we're not going to list everything that we read, but just some. What are some other things that we read that we enjoyed over over our quarantine? Um, Derek, do you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, so read a lot of manga, as right. I said on the previous right. episode. Uh, got some stuff for Christmas. Got yeah. some stuff for my birthday. Got some stuff while I was drunk and looking at things on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as you do. As you do. As you do. You know, who um, who hasn't got drunk and bought manga off eBay? I don't know. And if you haven't, you're not living life right. I, I think I think there's a case to be made. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> one, one of my... Fa- so, a lot of manga, got a list. But, what we'll say, one of the, the best thing that I've probably read... Other than Bakugan other than Digimon. Ba- <laughs> other than Bakuman, uh, which is... So, spoiler. Okay. In the future, I'm going to try and get Bob to, to read, read a Baku. manga. Yeah. Is there going to be Bakuman? I don't know yet. Which, we'll br- it does, briefly, it here's, sound intriguing. Briefly, let's let's do this. This is, we'll do this real quick. Okay. When I make a suggestion for the and then and we'll discuss it on the show. Yeah. Would you rather it be something that I think is in your oeuvre or something that is compl- that you would have never thought to try and read? If I was not suggesting. Probably that. But to be fair, I'll read fucking anything. Right. And that's my thing. Well, so. so this is one that I okay. really liked. And okay. you've probably heard me mention it. It's called Blue Period. Okay. Um, it's basically a manga about a, a guy or a, uh, a guy in middle school who is basically very studious and very good at pretty much everything he does yeah but has no real purpose because he just does what people tell him to do okay and he through whatever means discovers art he just happens to go into okay. art class yeah and sees a really hence, well hence done period and he's just like holy crap what is that i don't understand and he just ends up like i mean i guess i could try it drawing a thing yeah and then he just gets this bug and it's just he basically decides to dedicate his entire life to art right i like it and it's him scrambling to try and prove to his parents that it's worth pursuing trying to get into one of the most prestigious schools yeah it's teaching you about art about perspective yeah everything to do with art it's I feel like Superfan Ryan should read this. Oh, it's oh he absolutely should. Yeah. Like this is right up his alley. And the art style is not ma- manga y. Yeah. It's very sketchy 
and okay very artistic yeah it's it's yeah. oh it's it's okay. amazing i loved it I, and it's it's basically just the story of a person without passion finding it and then finding dedicating passion. themselves okay. to it i like it i want to play off that this is something that we both love did you know that little depressed boy did a uh book zero trade paperback i think so but i haven't read it i've got it i'll let you borrow it it's basically all the early days of little depressed boy before he actually started making it into little depressed boy like old comics that he had published other places sketches stuff like that but a lot of the comics are all blue like he in early days he kind of played around the idea that everything was tinted blue right um it is pretty good. I mean, it's obviously not as good as it's not as little... refined as Little yeah, Depressed Boy. Yeah, but it's yeah. neat to kind of see the the genesis of Little Depressed Boy. Which, um, which is if no, if you haven't read Little Depressed Boy, it's fantastic. And rumor mill has it that it may be starting back up. Maybe. Playing off playing off that is so you talked about how this is really interesting. You can kind of see the foot, yeah. kind of the footsteps that would lead to Little Depressed Boy, and see how it is currently or whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I started reading, but then didn't follow through on, was the the Warriors of uh, Altai, the Is Robert the, the... the Robert Jordan uh, predecessor oh. to uh, the book Real that Time. He, the book that didn't get published, right? That he yeah. wrote, and then basically the story is he wrote it. It was good. They wanted to print it. He had some falling out. I forget exactly what happened with the editor. Yeah, they wouldn't release it to him. He couldn't get it so that he could print it in his new location, or publisher. Yeah. So he had to start over and write a new thing. And that was Wheel of Time. And that was the Wheel of Time. Yeah. So See, it had. I think a, it worked out well for him. Oh, it did. It's and it's got a lot of. You can see hints, like you can see. Oh, this is an analog to this type of gotcha. person in this book. Yeah. And this kind of person is this kind of person. So it's really interesting. It's people kind of said it was a it was the proto Wheel of Time, and you yeah. see a lot of the similar stuff. Okay. But, it, but it, it, was, it just didn't grab you as much as well time. No, or... see, that was the thing that I was going to have an issue. Like, I just have not been reading yeah. much. Like, during this whole time, you'd think I'd have had plenty of time to read. And I did. Yeah. But I didn't. Because yeah. I kept trying to read stuff, and it just... Didn't grab I, you. I don't know. It, so, no, it wasn't that it, it didn't grab me. Nothing grabbed, grabbed me. you. I'll say this. I had, a, I had a weird thing. So, this is something else that I read that kind of ties into that. So, I... I as I've gotten older, I'm a very spurty reader. Like, I will go three, four months, not read anything, and then I will read 20, bu- 20 books in two months or something. You know, like, it's... Fit and starts. Yeah. Um, fire and ice. Woo! <laughs> um, and so, all right, many, many years ago, my dad had a deal where if... if he Basically, he would buy us books. He would... You know, if we told him we wanted a book, he would get it for us. And this is early days of Amazon. And, like, back when Barnes & Doubles had a decent website. And, you know, stuff like that. So, I got two books that were wildly influential on me. The first one was She is the Darkness, which I didn't realize it. I got it because of the cover. But that was actually, like, book five of the Black Company series. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Uh, but because I got that, I got the rest of the books. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it is far and away one of my absolute favorite fantasy series. Right. Um, the other book I got with <coughs> She of the Darkness is, uh, it was called, 
The Seer King by Chris Bunch. And I read it. It was the first in a trilogy. It's Seer King, Demon King, Warrior King. Um, I read it. Loved it. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if the second book wasn't out yet. I don't know if I just didn't want at the like you to, to get, go a different direction. I don't know. Maybe I got maybe I got real deep into the Black Company. I don't know. But I read the book. It was fantastic. Uh, found the book years later. Reread it. You know, it was like found it on my shelf. Reread it. Fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, it's it's one of those stories that is told like how the book opens is this guy was the first tribune to the emperor Mm -hmm. and he's now in exile and he has just heard that the emperor who was also in exile died and he's now is expecting any day they're going to come execute him as well and so he's telling the story of how he went from this uh like super super young uh, legate in the cavalry and how he became the first tribune to the emperor right um, and it was just fantastic really good have you read really all good. of them now alright so I don't know what made me think of it but I was like oh, I just wonder if those books are on Kindle mm-hmm. not only is that trilogy on Kindle it's on Kindle Unlimited nice yeah so I super excited, read the first book and like uh, like downloaded it, read it in just like a couple days, um, fired up the second book, read the first like 40% of it and then set it down and like a month and a half went by where I just couldn't make myself pick it up. Like I was busy, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on, but it's like I would just be like, Nah, I'll just cruise on Reddit. Like, the Kindle would be right there. Ah, nah, I'll just cruise on Reddit. And just did that over and over. I just couldn't motivate myself to pick the book back up. Mm-hmm. And it, while this book wasn't as good as the first book, it was still really good, and I was still really interested in it, but I just couldn't pick it up. Well, then I did. I picked it up, finished finished it the night. I read, like, the other 60% of it that night, uh-huh. and then read the next the final book over the next two nights like so then it was like oh month and a half break where i just could not make <laughs> myself read and then okay boom finish the trilogy in three nights kind of deal um and it was good it uh it none of the books were as good as the first one um but, but they the, never are yeah they never are but the first book was i like for for me i'm this is not necessarily for everyone but for me it was a solid nine I'd say book two was a solid seven. Book three was probably like an eight, eight, eight point five maybe. It was good. I wonder. Well, actually, I was going to ask a question, but I know the answer, so I'll, I'll ask it anyways. Yeah. I wonder why the third in a trilogy is always better than the second. Because uh, I, my theory is because people want trilogies, and they these books should be duologies. They shouldn't be trilogies. They should be duologies. People have a beginning in mind, and they have an ending in mind. And then they have to fill the space in the middle. And so they wind up with filler in the second book. I will push back on that by saying it may not be because of that. It might just be that the climax is more exciting. Yeah. So even if they have a three-step story, 
the conclusion is yeah. naturally going to be more hype. And it's definitely one of those, like, not in every case, but I think the majority of cases of why like the second, the second book is significantly worse than the first and third. It's because they had a great idea for the first book, great idea for the last one. End, but yeah. The- and so, but then the book deal that they signed with the publisher was for, they're like, oh, oh, this is really good. They read the first book. Oh, could you make this a trilogy? And they're like, well, I already got an idea for the next book, but sure, I could figure out something to put between those two books. I feel and like and they do because they're creative people, but it's not as good as the idea that they I'm, came up with. I'm going to choose to look at it as positively as possible. I think that they, they just, the first book is really good because it's the first, yeah. it's new, it's fresh. Yeah. The last one is the culmination of everything. The payoff, yeah. And the middle, it could be, no matter how good, it's not going to beat the new, and it's or not going to beat the conclusion. Could be. So it's, I just know, for me, from a personal standpoint, like even with a short story, writing a short story, I typically go into a short story with a beginning and an end, and then you can't really write the story where you just cut from that beginning scene to the end scene a lot of the time because then the payoff's not there. You know, exactly. you've got to build up to that payoff. And so I I tend to struggle with on average, I tend to struggle with middles more than beginnings and ends. I for me, beginnings are easy. Ends are harder than beginnings. It's those middles that yeah. that, that get me. The only the only time I can think of one that like break bucks that trend because i normally that's the way it is yeah. it, it'll is pretty much always i like the first second is eh, and then the third is really good is star wars because the second yeah. movie is the best yeah that's yeah. the only time i can really think of one that okay i don't know maybe maybe do you like, do you like lego Derek? i've never hot take everyone if you're not watching lego masters on i don't know if it's hulu or netflix or whatever on the streaming service mm-hmm. it's a contest like a reality show contest but it's master lego builders like building like every, it's like a challenge like hey this challenge i want y'all to build so anyway one of the challenges was to recreate scenes from star wars movies oh man and so they had well how the episode started was they had to build a droid like build us a droid your placement in how the droid does determines the order in which you get to pick from yeah. these iconic star wars scenes oh that's cool yeah don't tell me. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to now remove that from my mind because I yeah. have way too many things I'm already <laughs> wasting my time doing yeah. that I don't have this, more. This is what me and the lady friend go to bed to every night, which she falls asleep halfway through. I watch it, and then the next one, and then we just Maybe repeat the fall cycle. asleep. Yeah. We, yeah, we repeat the cycle nightly. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works. It works. Uh, um, let's see. What else have I re- Oh, another one that – and this is another one that I started and then stopped, but it legitimately – this is kind of the way it was with uh, Warrior of the Altai or whatever, too. I just forgot I was reading it. Yeah. Because I just have, I, I mean, I was just, I got busy with work, completely forgot that in my spare time this is what I was doing, and then didn't remember for months. But uh, I was reading uh, Queen of the Storms by Raymond E. Feist. Was, is that the, the second book the in second his book new, of the, yeah. yeah. I started reading and you it. Liked, you liked the first one, but you were I really soft liked like. the... F- no, I, I liked it, but it felt like a book-long prologue. Oh, that's, that's what you said. That's it right. It set things up, and I was really excited. Like, it was one of those where I kept waiting for things to start happening, and things were not happening. And I was like, ah! But yeah. then at the end, it got to someplace where, oh, 
I really want to see what happens next. So we finally got to that point. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. But I, I just <coughs> really need to get back to that because yeah. I, I don't want to read that. Okay. Um, I read, uh, I finally read another Robin Hobb trilogy outside of Assassin's Apprentice. I, you know, I kept I kept thinking about that and I was like, should I bring this up? It was, a, sol- it was a Soldier's Son trilogy. Yeah, it was trash. <coughs> it wasn't trash. It just had an amazingly cool premise that she, to me, just executed poorly. The first book was good. Um, but the protagonist was just so I just couldn't get behind the protagonist. So, um, so yeah, read that at your own peril. Since um, you mentioned Robin Hobb, I will yeah. mention that I bought the illustrated uh, collector's edition of Assassin's Apprentice. Yeah, in hardback, and it's sitting on my desk at work, and I'm reading that during breaks at uh, during lunch. Yeah, God, I love that book. Um, God, I love that book. <laughs> So, uh, I finally read The Martian by Andy Weir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you had read that a while ago. No, I, no. Uh, creative consultant Tanya read it. Yeah, but I thought you read it afterward. No, I oh. got it really good. Legitimately just mm-hmm. a really solid book. Um, and then, uh, probably the next best thing I read was Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Um, if you're watching, she she's done mostly fantasy stuff. This is her first not like traditional fantasy kind of deal. She's got, I can't remember the name of the, the series that just got turned. The Grisha verse is the, where her fantasy stuff, but they, they're making one of her duologies into a show on Netflix. I mm-hmm. think I can't for the life of me remember what it is, but um, she wrote a book called ninth house, which is think criminal paranormal investigator, set in Yale and you know like the the old so the kind of the premise behind it is all these uh you know like skull and bones those mm-hmm. old um you got me like so sec- far. secret societies mm-hmm. that each one of them actually specializes in a different type of magic I'm with it um and it was really really good so it's it's called the first book in the Alex Stern series so I'm really hopeful that we get we get more um I Loved it because I love those secret society kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's why I was. So like, did uh, uh oh what uh Bla- the Black Monday murders that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like my favorite uh, comic that is about to start back. I'm told, and they're going to finish it finally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's like that in a book form, and it's this girl, very fish out of water. Like she was, um, you know, like basically a street kid druggy kind of person but she has a power um basically she can see the dead mm-hmm. and um they bring her to yale they figure out that she can do this and they bring her to yale places she's not equipped for. To, equipped to be and but she's a student there you know they enroll her there and very fish out of water she's struggling to figure keep up it work well keep up with her classes while investigating a murder you know um, and it, it's really good. Um, I've read one other book by Lee Bardugo. It was, uh, Six of Crows, mm-hmm. which is, uh, first in a duology. It's a heist. Yeah. I was about to say, I and, feel like we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah. And it's really good. And it's in the Grisha verse as mm-hmm. well. So, um, yeah. So that was kind of, I read some other stuff. I'll tell you the thing I read the most of weirdly, uh, David Thorne years ago, 
it was his website is called like 26 slash B or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he got famous. The thing he was most famous for was, did you ever see the thing where the guy tried to pay his power bill with a picture of a spider with, and he sends in a, like they, he drew a picture of a spider and was like, Oh, here it is. And like, we can't accept this. Oh, I understand. I only drew it with seven legs. Here it is with eight legs. There you go. No, I have not. Um, but th- this guy, he's very snarky. He's Australian. Got a very snarky, sarcastic wit about him. And mo- most of his contact is email exchanges with people. Uh-huh. And it's very much just his hyperbolic email exchanges with people. And they're they're typically quite funny. Um well, so I had always kind of wanted to, because he quit posting these on his website when he started writing books, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I loved his stuff, and uh, he, his first book was put out by Penguin. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, Penguin didn't do the rest, but he's basically, he puts out one book a year on Kindle Unlimited of whatever he's Working done yeah. over the like what exchanges he's had and sometimes he brings back an old story or something like that so there are like eight of them out there i read them all uh the last one was a bit the last one i wasn't real big on it was it was um i don't want to say it was a downer Uh, there were a lot of stories he'd already told before um but it was in the middle of covid basically you know him losing people to covid Mm mm-hmm it, it it definitely had a different tone to it, but it was a very real tone. Like that's the thing. Like he's just super snarky, sarcastic asshole, more or less. But he just has these moments of where he gets really real with you. Mm-hmm. That because he's been this snarky shit the whole time, that the it pay- sticks with you. Yeah. So it's like when he's being really real with you, it just really resonates. And so it it was good for that, but it it wasn't as funny, especially since a lot of the stories you. I'd read before, so I don't know if he's maybe he's kind of milked the you know the the cow for all it can give yeah, at this and that's point. What it is. Yeah, because a lot of it is email exchanges, but then a lot of it is just like stories from his life, and you, a life can only have so many hilarious anecdotes right. to it, and he's written a ton of them up. So uh, I don't know. Him moving to America really helped out, though. <sighs> Well, his, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, David Thorne is his name. T-H-O-R-N-E. Um, just look him up. All his books are on Kindle Unlimited, except for the first one, I guess, that was published by Penguin. Um, and they're quick. They're all quick reads, um, but they're typically fucking hilarious. Talking about uh, things that were kind of downers, yeah. but also happened over the past year or so. Uh one, another thing I've been re- I had been reading was uh, Berserk, oh by yeah. uh, Kentaro he, Miura. He, he died, just died. Yeah. yeah, he'd had health problems for a long time. Right, first off, let me just say I didn't know that Berserk was still a thing. Like I knew it was like a movie, and they made an anime of it. I thought that it was the, over. The manga had the manga had Not ended even. fucking decades ago or no, some shit. I been, didn't realize he'd still been doing it. Yeah, it's our. At this point, if you exist on the internet, it's basically considered the greatest manga of all time. Really? Even before this. Like, it was the highest ranked. Yeah. Like, it's... The art's insanely good. Yeah. 
the story is how many volumes is it now? I mean, I, think, I can't remember, but I know I've got I've got one omnibus. Yeah, and that's like one of I think I can't I don't think this is right, but I keep wanting to say six. Okay, but I'm not sure. And he yeah. died without finishing it. Ooh, but I saw did, a lot of he, things. Did he map out where it was? Supposed doesn't to matter. Go? A lot of the things people are saying is like no one else is ever touching it. Okay, it, the point of the story kind of was that in some ways like it's that's just how life is that's yeah. just how life is and you fight it as long as you can and then you're done okay. okay but uh i don't know it's it's really good but yeah it really sucked he died yeah. the outpouring of support and the number of people that i would have never thought had even heard of it yeah that were like this has influenced me in a major way well was... th- think about someone like me who fundamentally cares fuck all about manga Mm -hmm. like yes i will definitely read it but like it is not on my radar the only reason it's on my radar at all is because of you right um and the fact that i have to walk past it to get to the horror section in books million um much to my chagrin (laughs) um and so but like even like it it made major news you know like i i mean i saw about it oh shit okay yeah there was stuff all over the place yeah but uh, that happened, and then one last thing yeah. that I read. Yeah. And this is something I was considering jokingly giving to you as yeah. my manga recommendation. Yeah. It's because uh, I never, I mean, you'd never ever read this if I hadn't given it to you. Uh, it's called uh, Komi san Can't Communicate. Okay. And it's a story about uh, a girl in high school named Komi san who. Everyone in the school worships the ground she walks on. She's the most beautiful, perfect. Everyone's like, oh, she's the most amazing person. So basically, it gender swapped me. So anyways, um, (laughs) she's like just this amazing person. Everybody loves her. Mm -hmm. But she's so cool and aloof. It doesn't really take to people. And then you find out that, oh, that's what you think. And then it shows what is happening in her head. And she is this horribly anxious, absolutely terrified to so much as speak to anyone girl who, while everyone else sees all of her imperfections as perfection, she's freaking out mentally all the time and has like no friends because she's so socially anxious. Yeah. And the main, I would read that. And the main character finds out, I forget exactly how, but she, she's too shy to talk to anyone. Yeah. So she'll write stuff down on like the blackboard and writes down, she's like, I have a dream to get out of my shell and make a hundred friends. And he's like, okay. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And it's just about her being incredibly socially awkward and getting in funny situations where what she is thinking is happening is so not what everyone else thinks is happening. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's this amazing person. And like in reality, she's like, oh, I tripped and accidentally did this thing that gotcha. now everyone thinks is yeah. The bee's knees. It's really cute and hilarious. Yeah. And I've read like three at three and it's, it's almost in small vignettes. Okay. Like it's a small, it's almost in strips. Yeah. Where it just kind of does like a page is a prank and yeah. then we're done. Next joke. Okay. And I would read that. It was pretty fun. And I was like, I don't know what the honest to God. The reason I bought it is all the memes. There are a yeah. ton of memes on the internet. In yeah. the corners of places that I go. Yeah. 
that always had her in it, and everyone's like, she's the most precious thing ever. Yeah. Cherish her. Yeah, basically. And okay. I was like, oh, let me try it. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you quickly, I'll tell you the thing that pissed me off the fucking most in quarantine mm-hmm. when it comes to reading. So I finally decided, like, I had been really into comics there for a while, tra- like buying up trades, and I got out of it for a while. And it's, I hate waiting on comics. I hate it. Hate it with a passion. So a lot of time has passed, and I went and I looked to see, like, all right, well, what of the comics I was reading are still ongoing? What have finished? And so I'm on a mission to all the stuff I was reading to collect all the trades to, like, wrap up these series. And then, you know, as I get as I complete one, then I go through and I, I reread what I've already read and just read it all the way through. Well, I had gotten a... Um, uh, a book called Scales and Scoundrels. Uh, it was the first of two trades. Um, got it when it first came out. Fantastic. Love, 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 love the art style to it. Um, and just the characters. It was so well done. And so then I got the second one, and it ends very cliffhanger-y. And so I was like, oh, well, okay. So we're going to get more. And I look, and I'm like, no, there's no more. But... There is. So basically what they did was they took the first two trades and put it into one book and then basically wrote another two trades worth to be the second book. And so I picked up, but they're like, and then we're done. That is it. We've told the story. We're fucking done. And so I pick up this second large book you know, I've got the first two trades, and so now I need the second one. They never released those as individual issues or as trades or anything. It was just, you can only get it in this one book. Right. They end it on, like, not necessarily a cliffhanger, but, like, very clearly making it look like, oh, 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 well, there's still more story, story to tell. On. But you've already said you're not going to fucking tell anymore. And if you know you're not going to tell anymore, don't fucking do that. End it. So Tie it, put a bow on it, fucking call it done. If... Five years from now, you decide you want to revisit it? Cool. So it's not where it's like, oh, this story has concluded, but they're going to move on with their lives, and it's clear that they're continuing on? Yeah, it's basically like a minor character that you keep bumping into, you find out is part of a large conspiracy, and is oh, talking with on. is talking with someone like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, I'll, we'll have our agents be looking out for this, that, and that. that's like, bullshit. Yeah. I was so pissed. I was so, It's still fantastic. No, nah, fuck that. But just that, like, if it's almost like if I ever let you borrow it, I'm just going to cut, like, the last page of the book out so you don't see that. <laughs> no, because then I'll be looking at all the, all the other halfway yeah. or the, the part-time yeah. characters and be like, which one is it? Yeah. Which uh, one? Oof, I was so frustrated. Yeah, that would suck. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive into our short read because uh, it's our short read episode. Yep. And uh, we're still on Conan, and this time it's Queen of the Black Coast. Still Robert Howard. Um, still Conan, same bat time, same bat place. I loved it. Yes. I, I, I like this one so much more than, I like Tower of the Elephant. I like this one more. So do I. I, so Tower of the Elephant, I read, I was like, oh, so this is what Conan is. This is what I expect Conan to be. Yeah. But it's, he's so much more. Yeah. So well, the, no, that's so what this, I expected. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Like, cool. That was great. Let's do it again. Yeah. That's what I expected the next one. Nope. So this is he. So you can see the progression. The first one, he's literally walking around in a loincloth and sandals. 
This one, he's got greaves. He's got a big red cloak. He's, he's basically got armor. out. He's yeah. all purples, baby. Yeah, all, all purples. purples. Yeah, no. Um, and this is, he spends a time as a pirate. Yeah, which um, I knew you would like. Yeah, so it's basically like there's Thief Conan and then Pirate Conan. And then I'm not going to spoil where we're heading with him. But so this is clearly, this is some years later in his in his story. Mm-hmm. Um, you start. He's to, still pretty young because they reference yes. that. He's because he started adventuring at like fifteen. Yeah. So he, so I, is it Argosi or Ar, Argonia? Argonia. I think it's Argo, Argos. Argo, I think, yeah, Argos. I think, was, I think but, is where the Argonia something like that is whatever. where they're at now. Mm-hmm. So he started in the last story. He was in uh, Zamoria. Mm-hmm. This country is like down and to the right. I think mm-hmm. so. He's kind of gone through like Shem. And he, or no, he, pa- he ends up passing, but he's gone, <coughs> gone through some other places. He winds up now. He he's here, mm-hmm. and how fucking badass is Dude. it? When like, what are you like? Why are you? Why are you running? Why are you? That was my favorite part, I probably the whole story. Because like, well, he was just like so confused. He's like, yeah. what? I already told them yeah, what I, I was going to tell them. That's all I was going to. Yeah, give I them. told them I wasn't going to give up my friend. He's my friend. I'm not going to give up my friend. We're done I here. told them that, so we're done. But they weren't done, so I just killed them. But I liked that he was like. And then they kept getting angry. And I didn't really understand why they were getting angry. So then I started getting angry, but I, I kept my cool. But then that guy eventually said something about imprisoning me, so I split his head in two. Yeah. Loved it. I was like... Loved it. That really was probably see, the best part of the story. The, but... the thing is, is like, normally, that's not my thing. I don't... I don't... There's a, a morality that I just can't get past. But, like, yeah. the way he said it, it's like, no, kind of, like... He didn't do anything. Yeah. Even what was done to his friends was completely morally justified. Yeah. Like, he killed a dude for attacking his his woman, basically. Yeah. And he's like... And then they were going to imprison him yeah. for, like... Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. no yeah. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. So I was like, no, kill him. Yeah. Kill that judge. Cut him. Yeah. No. It was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. And then I liked that the... That, you know... See, that's the thing. It's like, I didn't know what to expect with Conan. Yeah. I didn't know if he was going to be like an asshole to everyone all the yeah. time. Well, which so, is kind of what I was thinking. So here's kind of the thing. This was something that I never picked up on, but when I was reading, I kind of, I try and read around these stories as well. Read mm-hmm. a little, like, basically, if this story has a Wikipedia on it, I'll go and kind of read or maybe just read some more in depth on like Conan. Like, just try and have a little bit more to, to that I can bring in. And so this was something. So we talked in the last episode, he's, Kind of racist, but kind of a feminist. Yeah. And so you, this is that's this is the story that's going to really show that. Like he, he's he's kind of just the the tropes. Like he uses so many tropes with like black people. That yeah, I was a little confused by that. It, like that that part eh, is not great. But so something that I was reading this uh, this person who like studied Conan, um, the point that they made is if Conan is in a group. That is led by a man, he is constantly undermining so that he can become the boss. Like he's going to undercut, he's going to scheme until he's the boss. But if a woman is in charge, he kind of just goes with it. Um, and that's what you see here. Like not necessarily because with well, the, for, with for, the for, captain, he was just like, hey, okay, I don't know anything about ships. Well, yeah, no, that that was true. But so he, he was just like, I'm gonna support well, you until yeah, this is more time like if he's in like a mercenary unit or okay. something like like which in, I haven't in, seen in an yet, army, yeah. yeah. Well, no, to be I'm, fair, he's the best. True. So he, why true. wouldn't he yeah, be Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but no, so and this is, it kind of shows that, and if I have a, if I have a problem with the story, it's, 
he's kind of passive during the middle part of this story. And that part wasn't quite as enjoyable. Like, when, or basically, it's not a very long part where it's basically just talking about, like, okay, so they did some pirating, yada, yada, yada. And he just, he shifted into too passive of a character for me. I hear, so I could see that, and I definitely get that. The only reason I was okay with it, first of all, it was so quick and they yada yeah, yada it, over it. Yeah, they did kind of yada. And that um, was another thing I kind of, uh, and so that's another point that I read that someone made is like, Conan is constantly telling you, oh yeah, I was just robbing these people. I just did this thieving. I was a pirate. But they never really show, show him being a bad guy. It's normally yeah. him like overcoming this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, he was a pirate. Oh, yeah, he he robbed a bunch of people, but you don't see it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> so, smart though. That's show. Yeah. That's... So, and, but that's that yada. So he kind of yada yadas over being a pirate. But damn, I would have liked to uh, so see here's a little the thing. bit more. So I kind of liked that because in in the way we were discussing, it makes sense. Because think about the first story we read. The other guy had the plan, and he was just the strong arm. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. That sounds good. Yeah, I'll back your play. Yeah. So he met, uh, what's her name, Bellet? Bellet. Yeah, so meets Bellet. She's the one with the plans. She's yeah. the one with the ideas. And he's like, oh, you actually, you got a plan? <laughs> you know what to do? Oh, cool. Yeah. And all I got to do is, that's what I feel like, is like, if someone is competent, he's cool. Yeah. But if you suck, he's going to take over from yeah. you. And she's like, oh, she knows what she's doing? Cool, yeah. I didn't got to do it then. My so weirdly, my second favorite moment in this is when he's describing Crom, his mm-hmm. god, and but, how, you know I loved that. The only thing about that is that is exactly almost to the sentence the way he did it in the first story, which I kind of like. Yeah. So well, he kind of well, it's more the context. Like she's talking about like oh, gods yeah. and whatnot, and, and he's, he's like, yeah, well, mine. Uh, yeah, it's like my god doesn't care like i would rather not have his attention like yeah. life is a struggle like there's a there's a famous awful. quote in in that section that i highlighted apparently yeah. like everyone highlights yeah so it's like i i really enjoyed that like it, it i i wasn't as big on the necessarily the conversation as a whole mm-hmm. um although it did very much have a reason because it how it yeah, ends um, exactly um uh to keep it from being too Docious uh, Machina um, there at the end. Well, no, that's how you. That's good writing. Yeah, no, he set it up. Like, he 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 Chekhov gunned it. You know he. Um, but no, so I I really I really like that. But the other thing was like I just there's something primal in me that loves a story that involves you going up a river like a river like this. I love the movie Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Apocalypse Now. I've written. Uh, a short story that's like this of a of a riverboat uh, in a steampunk world going uh, going up river uh, and like shenanigans ensue. Which one is that? Have I read uh, that one? No, you haven't read that one. Okay. Um, but uh, is oh, I, I, are you trying to find the quote? Is yes. It, Here uh, it is. Okay. It's when they're they're in that conversation talking about the gods and all this stuff, and then basically he's like. Let teachers and priests and philosophers brood over questions of reality or an illusion. I know this. If life is illusion, then I am no less an illusion. And being thus, the illusion is real to me. I live, I burn with life, I love, and I slay, and I am content. Uh, content. Yeah. I was like, yes. What is best in life? That's so, <laughs> to me, that so fits yeah. what he is. Yeah. And I, 
It's a smart way to live. It's it's basically saying, live in the moment. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. don't overthink. Don't don't fight the things you can't change. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no. So story was great. Yeah. Um. It, you get a little of that cosmic horror. Oh, yeah. You actually get a lot. A of lot the of it. I was really yeah. excited. I yeah. was like, oh man, this is. So Which funny. I was I was wondering how you're going to take that because it was a dream sequence, and I know you're not big on dream sequences. Yes, but it wasn't a weird dream sequence. It wasn't one of those. Well, weird, it was a very well, weird. No, but it was not one of those where you're sitting there wondering what the rules yeah. are. No, yeah, and it's not yeah. fucking a chapter. Yeah. long. Right. It's yeah. Like, okay. It it was a little. It was a touch expository. If you but it think, was meant to be. Yeah, if you think about purpose. it, really, you could have cut that out if you wanted. Because you don't really have to know the origin of this thing. Yeah. Well, but I it was know. nice. I it think was, it, it was. I, think, I, I liked it. So I say it adds more to horror. Because yeah. you realize that these things are so ancient. Or this thing is so ancient yeah. and old and fucked. And just terrifying. Yeah. That you needed that to understand what he's faced with yeah so that's kind of why I, I appreciated that moment yeah um, I and it, the I liked the scene with the hyenas coming up just you know he's he's dropping them with arrows and then gets down to the uh, to the, the fight with the the two you know ones biting at his throat you know that was I a cool fight scene loved that scene so much because of the way like you see the story you know what's happening and then it's like okay Second to last chapter, it's just him sitting there on a on a throne, which is waiting, so badass, just yeah. fucking waiting. He's like, yeah. "Well, this is what we're doing now." Yeah, and then and then it happens, and then like he ends up getting rid of his sword and trying to yeah. kill these things with his bare hands. Yeah, it's like, dude, this is so so barbarian, cool. So just it's cool. amazing. Yeah. And then I love the conclusion of it, where he's trapped in the thing. Yeah, and she and she, she comes back just for like a she, brief moment, yeah, just like she promised. So fucking cool. And yeah. then like him finally getting it off, and then yeah. just like oh, it was so yeah. good. Yeah, so so good. I loved. I don't. Other than the the. Other than the weird stuff about race. Yeah, there wasn't anything. Wrong with this. With yeah. this, it was just so good. Every yeah, time. no, it was, it was paced well. Um, <laughs> it, you know, you didn't bog you down with too much stuff you didn't need. Uh, and you know, it just, it, I liked how it, like, you know, it's like, it talks about how, like, hey, you know, like that whole thing of like, a ship went up, and then like, you know, three days later, the ship comes back and there's no one on it except yeah. for one guy Makes madly. Sense. You know, perfect sense, and it just sets such a tone for, and you're just like, oh, what's and coming? It's like, please don't go there, please don't. Oh, yeah, oh, we we doing? Oh, yeah. Okay, and then the way she reacted with the gold or with the yeah, sunset. yeah. I will say this: I'll my one legit problem with it was to me it wasn't when he comes back to the ship and she's there hanging. That scene was a little confusing to me. Like as I, I had to re, I had to reread that scene like three times before mm-hmm. I understood what was before going I fully on. understood what was going on. What part but, of it did you not? Um, get? the way that like basically the way that she was hanging, kind of deal. But out of a ten thousand word story, let's say eleven thousand eleven thousand word story. Yeah. If that's the is that the thing? Yeah. That that's the one thing. There was a couple um, of places where I kind of had to look at it a couple of times. And go, am I exactly understanding what yeah. you're saying here? Yeah. But, and because sometimes he does kind of tend to yada 
over some stuff and you're just wondering like did i miss something right or did he just not tell us or, or and when he yachted over that is it is it that important or do i yeah. just need to understand that that happened yeah we'll yeah just move it on yeah no some some problematic issues with the, the portrayal of race in this just you know, just very white savior like the white woman is in charge the white the white people are in charge the black people are underlings that was a little problematic but it's shitty but you kind of have to take i mean no one has to fucking take it you're a grown-ass person you could just not read it yeah hate on the story as much as you want but like taking it in the context guy in texas 1930s it could have been a lot fucking worse well the thing is and maybe i missed it but i don't remember them ever like okay white lady in charge of black uh sailors i don't really remember it ever being like basically they just like she's really good at what she does so they follow her yeah so i was like oh okay so they're following her because she's good at what she does yeah I'm cool, there, man. Yeah, there were there were just a few parts that's more just like tropey, kind of like oh, the blacks are all scared, kind of deal, and like they were smart. You shouldn't be well, scared. You shouldn't have been true, there. True, true. That's but, the thing that I always thought yeah. of is like, yeah, you shouldn't be there. These fucking morons yeah, are no, going no, in here. No, no one should be there. Um, uh, I did like the callback. Black Lotus to Black Lotus. Yeah, that's, yeah. when that happened, I was like, yeah. no, that's the Black Lotus. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. But I did think, I thought the Black Lotus was the thing that killed the lion. It is. So but it was, a, it, pa- it was a powder. Him? Okay. Powdered form of it. Okay, and so I think, it, was, I think it probably had stuff added to yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it may have been like the touch. He never touched it. It's mm-hmm. just like the pheromones got him mm-hmm. kind of deal. So, um, you know, that was that was neat. And it <laughs> makes me wonder, is that where like the Black Lotus magic card, is that... I don't. I don't, I don't know, know much about word. lotuses. Yeah. I don't know if there's an actual black lotus in the real world mm-hmm. or anything or what. But it just makes you wonder: is that where the magic card comes from? I don't know, but I like the. I don't, and you. You may be able to tell me this. I don't know how often the sorcery is so out there and like weird. Yeah. But if it's generally treats magic that way, it's that's pretty common. Amazing. But if you think. If you think about it, like, this is so early, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's not like we got Tolkien yet, you know? Tolkien's not before? for... Tolkien was after... And it came yeah. out after World War II. This stuff's yeah. written in, like, the... Thir- this stuff's written in the Depression. I actually didn't know when it was written until you were telling yeah. me, but... Um, yeah, I think this is, like, the mid-30s. is when, the, like, 33, 34, 35. Wait, did he write... Did Tolkien do it after one or two? I thought it was after two. You might be right because he was in. I thought one. it was in. Yeah, I thought it was in the forties. That sounds right. I wrote, I wrote a paper on this, but yeah, it's no, been a while. yeah, and hey, if if we got this wrong, feel free to let us know. Yeah, um, but uh, no, but but even still, even if Tolkien, like the portrayal of either way, magic and Tolkien isn't. Well, no, that's my point. Yeah. Is it, this it's, it's, is more? This is soft magic, yeah. which is used really well eldritch soft magic <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's, it's used really well because what is it supposed to be it's supposed to be weird and scary and terrifying yeah you're not supposed to really understand it yeah i'm, I'm really glad that you like i was worried Dude, that you so weren't good. gonna like this because i know sometimes you're a little iffy on short stories 
Um, but, but see, I, I, there's I, a there's a through line. There's a character. Yeah, you're 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 actually because your biggest complaint is a lot of times not being able to see character growth, and we're not necessarily seeing a ton of character growth as much as we're seeing character progression. Right, which is part of what yeah. Character, and so part of what I liked, and I was a little. Where's your red cloak, Derek? Bruh, I need one. <laughs> uh, but part of the issue, or not really an issue, but it was something I. I appreciated because when him and Bellet got together, it get kind of. At first, he didn't seem super like they don't sell you on the fact that he really cares for her. Yeah. Until she's gone, and yeah. then he flips, slammed the fuck out. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, at least they gave me that. Yeah. But the thing that I really had to say about this is, bet you can't guess what I'm gonna say. You wanted more. Should have been a novel. <laughs> because here's the thing. Hey, but there there are This is why I'm there are pirate pirate the, Conan novels out there. This is how I'm why I'm I have to read the Robert Jordan stuff to yeah. see how it fits. Because the everything you gave me, you can do it the same way. But, but you just want more of it. But not necessarily <laughs> not like I want more of it because there are things that you yada yada over that would give more depth to the character. Yeah. I don't necessarily need more world building. Yeah. Because they gave me enough of that and it should be mysterious because that's the point. That's like the yeah. way it's built. But I needed more for there to be more impact to what is happening to the characters. Fair. So if I get that in a book. Yeah, bro. Oh my god, because yeah. because like legitimately. So looking at this, I like when something is unapologetically itself. Yeah, that this this so is like, very much that cool badass dude doing badass stuff. Cool, yeah. we're there. I mean, that's that's pulp. That's pulp. Anything you know, it's it may not be good, but right. it's oh, unapologetic. It really bad. It's unapologetically. Well, see, that's the thing. It is no, what it is. It is what it is. But po- people lean on that too much. You can make really good pulp, and yeah. this is how you see that. Yeah. And then also, the boy, the magic doesn't fit in. It's super weird. The cosmic stuff involved, the yeah. madness, the mystery, that's perfect. Okay. That that element. So what you're I, saying is, when it comes back around to my turn to pick, I need to pick you some Lovecraft stories that are cosmic, cosmic. Brutal I don't harvest. like Lovecraft as much as this. Nowhere near. That's fair. That's because, fair. like. Okay, we can do that, but yeah. it's just like that's all over the place and doesn't have a throw character that's True. going through all this stuff. True, and most of those characters tend to not be competent. Yeah, at anything, so I can't really latch onto them. We've got this yeah. hyper competent dude that's really good at the thing that he does, kill people, right? But he's also not good at other things, and he has character flaws. Yeah, and then you see him go through this stuff, and you see other people around him have their moments too, because yeah. Bellet was awesome. Yeah. Um, the the shaman guy that fixed yeah. him and stuff like that. Like people have things, but the world that they built is like the kind of world I want to spend more time in. Well, you know there is a Conan RPG. Yeah, I think it's a D six system. Oh, like tabletop? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah, my buddy uh, Jeff uh, runs in that. Uh, he lives in like Colorado, but he runs uh, Conan stuff. Is it a recent system? Uh, there has been a somewhat recent system. 
And you know there's like an MMO, there there was a Conan MMO. Oh, no, the Conan I Exile. It, I played um, it a little bit. It's a survival MMO. But, oh, yeah. no, you're talking about that? No, there's yeah. a new one that came out. Oh, I don't know. That's basically, how do you, it's basically Minecraft, but, but Conan, which I guess I probably should have mentioned because that thing's like what? something you would like. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a survival RPG where open world. Yeah. Temples, creatures that curse you. Yeah. You go out and you can bring people back as slaves to make them work your, uh, work your industries yeah your stuff yeah. like that you it, you can get okay. slave dancer very, women like it, very, very conan yeah i mean it's okay. it's conan to a t and it's been on it keeps going on sale and i keep meaning to buy it but yeah. i don't have anybody have to, to look play into it this. with me have to so, look into this. yeah okay yeah i love right. it i love this conan stuff yeah i'm probably gonna see about if if one of those stories sounds like a good time in his life it's a really good chance i'm buying one of those robert jordan books and okay. start reading it like now um, go on to the, and this is for you listeners out there as well. If you go onto the Conan Wikipedia page, there are a number of chronologies out there. So they kind of like show when the stories take place. Yes, but they also, uh, I think Robert Jordan did one. He did a chronology, and it, it's not just the stuff that Howard wrote; it's the stuff that other people wrote later. Um, Lynn Carter, I think, wrote a bunch of it. Um, maybe Sprague de Camp, I think maybe might have written some. Um, so there were some some authors who took it and he really took the character and ran with them mm-hmm. later. Um, but unfortunately, they were all they're all none of those were yeah, free so to read. See, my thing is, I looked I looked real hard is, to find one. His stuff has been good, and yeah. I know I like Robert Jordan, so yeah. that's why I'm yeah. But uh, there's a there's a real chance I'll probably have to. And try you like some comics? Stuff. There's been Conan was my favorite comic growing up. Yeah, I've read some of the more recent stuff, and it yeah. is mm, yeah. We'll, we'll leave that alone, but okay. Alright. Well, I think we kind of covered this story. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the next story is, I think, the Phoenix in the Sword, I think. I don't know. Go to our, go to our uh, website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Go to the short reads, and it tells you right there um, what what story is next. We've got two stories left in our, our Conan series. Um, and then our, what is it, and then, yeah, Scott Lynch story. Yeah. Uh, something Days in Old Theradine, mm-hmm. I think is the name of that. Um, and so, yeah. So, all right, guys. Again, let us know. Just hit us back. Let us know. Especially, you know, if you're someone who listened to us before and you're like, oh, hey, we're glad you guys are back. We would love to hear that. Because, um, uh, you know, we had some momentum going before COVID and then we kind of lost all of it. So it'll be interesting to see if people come back or we're just getting new listeners. We just love to hear, we would love to hear from y'all any criticism you have, any ideas, you know, if you have authors, you think that we should do deep dives on like this, we'd love to hear it. Um, always open to new, to new folks. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, and you know, as your, uh, as your, your coming month comes, uh, we hope that the, uh, blessing of the beard will be upon you. Thanks for listening. Please give us a like, review, or subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash talesbybob. And as always, feel free to stop by our website, booksbeardsbooze.com.